do all those things we talked about so many years. Yes, sir. We'll make up for lost time, and we'll set things right by changing the wrongs that I've done. I swear, I will make my amends. Bruin Henry turned his face up to the clear blue sky. He pushed back his sweat-stained excuse for a Stetson, and then raised his hands upward in a gesture of supplication. Lord, I was a wicked, wicked man. In my younger days, I sinned in all ways possible. I have robbed and cussed and fornicated. I have lied and cheated and stole most any damn thing I could lay my paws upon and which would bring me a lousy dollar. Most of all, I've lost my wife and the love and respect of my daughter, sweet Kate. Tears welled up in his eyes and ran freely into his bushy beard. For seventeen years, I have wandered alone in the wilderness, avoiding decent men and virtuous women for fear that my terrible temper and evil nature might overcome my good intentions. But now, Lord, you have blessed me and Maggot with this vein of gold and shown me that I am not beyond redemption. Bruin covered his sun-blistered face and wept so passionately that his body heaved as if he had taken a deadly dose of poison. The white mule grew afraid, and it raised its head and hee-hawed at the desolate mountains. After discovering the gold, Bruin worked three more days, and wept many times because the vein was as rich as he had dared to dream. But on the fourth day he saw a thin spiral of smoke, and knew that other prospectors were nearby. His joy suddenly turned to dread, and he worked frantically to cover up the vein and all evidence of its uncovering. He would have liked to have rolled the great boulder tighter over the thin crevasse of quartz that had only recently been revealed by a sudden flood. Quartz was often a certain giveaway for the presence of gold, and now he would have to rebury the shiny crystals, or his discovery would certainly be found. The superstition mountains were crawling with men like himself, seeking buried treasure. Most were fools who believed in Spanish gold hidden by the explorers, or else bounty stashed by stagecoach robbers who often fled to this wilderness with a posse close on their heels. In fact, it was the ruggedness and savagery of these mountains that had long given refuge to outlaws and raiding Apache. What can I do now? he asked himself, as he frantically covered every shred of his discovery. If I stay here, he will find me and know that I have discovered gold. Killers will come, and I'll never be able to fight them all off. They'll kill me, you too, maggot, and then they will steal our gold. Bruin Henry shook his head, feeling suddenly overwhelmed by the responsibility of being rich and having lived such a bad life. This was his last and only chance to make amends, but that certainly did not mean he could kill even more men despite their thieving intentions. Maggot, he said, there's only one thing we can do, and that is to stake this claim and then hire men to protect it while I mine out the vein. The mule heard reason and calmness return to its master's gravelly voice 
It flicked its ears in agreement. "'Let's break camp and get out of here fast,' Bruin said, grabbing up his rifle and gun before scurrying down the hillside to his bedroll and provisions. "'We'll stake the claim in Prescott, and I'll hire a few honest men to bring back here. But can honest men be found? Can we trust anyone?' Bruin Henry shook his head, for he did not believe there was anyone in this territory honest enough to hire. But he would try. He would do everything within his power to bring his fortune back to civilization, and then to use it for good. He saddled the mule and loaded his saddlebags with a few cans of beans and a tobacco can filled with gleaming nuggets. How far was it to Prescott? Bruin guessed it would take at least five days to reach the territorial capital and stake a legal mining claim. Then another 